Idly Holy Podcast Array Dows. I've just downed a pint of tea and I am ready to go. Let us do this. Squid game, which I've been calling squid games for some reason all week. Like my mom, when she calls little littles, even though there's no S there and there absolutely never was. Uh, squid game. Don't know if you've seen it. Hopefully have. That will help make sense of this a bit more. Um, I really wasn't sure about it. I The first episode I watched, I was like, eh, not really that into it. But um, then something pretty amazing happened. And I started to get very much enthralled with the characters and with the ethical decisions that they were having to make in the high pressure, high stakes games that they were playing during the Squid Game. Should be Squid Games. I mean, realistically doesn't even make sense but um yeah seeing people betray one another rise above it build compassion have noble sacrifices sacrifice other people the human nature and tribal element to it where they all turned on one another and they couldn't sleep at night because they were gonna kill each other it was like pretty intense one very very cool and I thought it was just gonna be another one of these hunger games saw kind of murder fucking basically pornography type thing but it actually revealed a much deeper kind of ethical story within it and maybe not even the overarching story i'll go into that at the end a little bit when i talk about money and character which is something is kind of a theme of the whole squid game um but more so the the decisions the characters had to make and what it revealed about them and what it revealed about their character got me thinking about it so character in stoicism is the most important thing more or less and character is if you follow me on instagram i posted the stoic fork the other week which is the dichotomy of control between what you can control and what you can't control and you can control what's internal to you in the sense that you can control your actions your judgments your attitudes your beliefs but you can't control what's external to you, you know, what other people think, your status, your reputation, your health to a certain extent. And that in Stoicism, the emphasis is on focusing on what you can control and that that's the key to happiness. Because technically the things that you can't control are more or less infinite. But Stoicism puts a big emphasis on character. And what is character? Character is basically a set of habits and practices that you run on. It's a set of internalized constraints that guide your individual growth and development. It's virtues and it's vices. It's the beliefs that you hold. Um, it's very much the moral and ethical dimension of who you are. Um, the maximum from the Oracle of Delphi is know thyself. Know thyself, she doesn't mean, you know, write down your whole autobiography and fucking, you know, know what your favorite kind of omelet is or whatever. Um, what she means by that is know the principles that are guiding your actions. It's not a biography. It's a it's an owner's manual of being a human being. And there's different parts of that. Human personality is one part. Attachment theory is another bit. But character is a very significant bit of this know thyself. 
in Squid Game, they play with that. I mean, the reason they all enter the game is because they have bad character, maybe because of misfortune or because of, you know, just bad luck. But also they've, you know, gambled money, they've borrowed money, they've fucked people over, they've kind of isolated themselves and they have nothing left on the outside world. Um, and the overarching kind of philosophy, it seems, of the people that run the Squid Game, which is kind of bullshit, obviously, but that it's this kind of pure chance at redemption, you know, that these people are at the end of their tether and if they win the games, they'll be reborn, which obviously does not happen because a cash prize after you kill loads of people is uh, actually doesn't make you feel that much better, surprisingly. You wouldn't you wouldn't have thought, like, woohoo, got loads of money now, but I'm a mass murderer. Hey, tough break, huh? But, um... So character is, you know, those habits and practices that guide your behavior and your your growth and development. Um, and how do you consciously cultivate your character is what this little podcast is largely going to be about. What are some mindset changes, some strategies, some tips that can help you take control of your character? The first one, which I've mentioned briefly, is the stoic fork. You know, asking yourself, is it under my control? Is it not under my control? And to adjust your focus to the things that are within your sphere of influence, um, which can be difficult to do. I mean, we're called upon in the digital world to take responsibility for the suffering of the world basically every day. And we can become ethically exhausted or hopeless and cynical and burned out. So... I find this philosophy very refreshing because it places you again in your own life, places you again in your own, you know, decision making capacity and the the judgments and the attitudes and the beliefs about that, which kind of ties in nicely to our second tip, which is a mindset change. Um, Aldous Huxley said that the in his book, The Divine Within, which is about the perennial philosophy that exists across religions he said that the proper way to conceive of life is as a spiritual test this is something that's also echoed by the one of the leading members of ninjutsu the second grandmaster uh, hatsumi matsoke who said a very similar thing that life is a test and you get this across religions across philosophies and it's kind of the essence of a moral universe with the scientific revolution, we started to live in this physical universe. We kind of have this image of us as, you know, evolved ants on the side of some great physical world, but that's not how the world presents itself to us. The world isn't presented to us in terms of rocks and atoms. It's presented to us in terms of what matters to us and um, what's significant, what's relevant to our goals, to our aims, to our social relationships. And we live in that world. We live in this moral universe, is my argument. And so changing your mindset to, I suppose, you could look at it as a backward step, but I think it's more of like the Stoic Fork. It's recentering yourself again in your own life ethically um, to live in your moral universe, to live in it like a story, like Squid Game, where the judgments and the actions of the characters have significance and have consequences and have consequences not just for themselves, but also we get the impression for good and bad in general. 
uh, they, their behavior echoes on beyond themselves. And we see this with Gihon, the main character. He really, you know, he seems to struggle with this and he's kind of a fool character. Like he's a, he wasn't a particularly good person and he'd, he'd made mistakes and he'd done stupid things, but he really rises above it in Squid Game while other characters who might've been better people are more, let's say, capable people um, fell apart and became ethically compromised. But one thing you'll always see is that they stop believing. They stop saying, they say things like, what, uh, Duck Sue, I think it is, or Duck Son, maybe. I don't know. My Korean is pretty much non-existent. But um, that he says, you know, this is hell. What are the rules in hell? Very quickly, the bad characters disbelieve the rules. They throw the rules out immediately. They say anything goes. And in the single-minded pursuit of this goal, I can do anything. The good characters don't do that. The good characters believe in these moral rules. They believe in virtues. Um, they believe in compassion. They believe in love. They believe in friendship. And that's a very telling thing. You know, that's maybe those things don't exist unless you believe in them. And situating yourself in a moral universe, again, gives a lot of meaning to that. A slightly different point on that same topic of the moral universe is that Living in an ethical universe with an ethical responsibility makes life very meaningful. It doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make it less challenging. It might not necessarily make you happier, but it gives your actions greater significance. This is why a lot of people throw ethics out or throw morality out as you know relativism or whatever else, because it allows you to behave however you want. But that's a very short-term strategy because, you know, we're embodied creatures there's consequences for our actions there's social consequences there's emotional consequences there's conscience consequences um and so yeah taking on that ethical responsibility is actually a great adventure it is something that makes life deeply significant and worth living tip three paying attention so bad character is not always a process of bad decisions. Sometimes it's just the refusal to pay attention to something that's going on. Maybe it's actually inaction that you allow something to happen instead of doing something about it. I'm thinking of the Jordan Peterson quote where he says, when you have something to say, silence is a lie. And God, have I been guilty of that in my life so many times that you think that it's actually you know, just because you stay silent doesn't mean you, maybe you're not involved in it, but you certainly didn't do anything to try and stop it. And so getting a bad character can be just a case of letting things go in the fog. You know, we live on this kind of treadmill in life. We're always moving forward. So by simply not attending to certain responsibilities, you can end up um, damaging your character by not paying attention to the ethical quality of your decisions moment by moment. I know that sounds relatively exhausting, that you're going to have to pay attention every second of every day to the, the smallest choice of yogurt and where you see people get stuck in this actually quite badly, um, where they end up you know, looking at the type of yogurt that they're eating and where it's come from and if it's been honed and you know, if there was any slave labor went into this actimel and, you know, there is a fractionation that can happen. You can end up with uh, 
combinatorial explosion. But that would actually be because your ethical principles aren't well defined. Um, and they're principles. They're not, they're used as rough guidelines to behavior. They're not absolutes. And yet, I mean, the fact that you do require them is an absolute, but the specificity of them can change and can grow and can develop. And I think my argument is that the wrestling is the most important thing. It's not moral perfectionism. It's that you're actually engaging in this process and taking it seriously. Um, and you're kind of on your own in our culture now. Uh, secular society doesn't have uh, an ethical community. Um, we talk about good and bad and we talk about other things, but people, there isn't the same emphasis on it. There isn't talk of the quality of your soul or of your you know, confession and these kind of rituals that have been built in order to create an ethical community and an ethical education. So we're quite vulnerable, is what I'm saying. Um, we don't have a very good normative sense of right and wrong because of our, uh, what would you say, our declining to engage with the traditions that have allowed us to have a normative framework, but maybe that's a different discussion. Um, so just to recap on those, um, Squid Game, class TV show, watch it, Savage. A lot about character, and what you find engaging about it is that the characters are revealing themselves as good or bad, you know, worthy of admiration or to be rejected and to be repulsed by, or maybe even just to be pitied. Um, that your character is an internalized set of constraints that guide your individual growth and development through habits and practices. That in order to consciously cultivate this character, you have to first of all value your character as something that you can control. Uh, to see that the world is, as a human, is a moral universe and therefore something that is significant and that you should engage with that consciously cultivating character is an important part of knowing yourself and that paying attention is a big part of how you cultivate good character rather than just ignoring the things that are going on. So I hope that gives you a bit of a sense of what character is from a Stoic perspective, how it relates to Squid Game, and how you can start to take conscious control of it to live a more meaningful life. It's also, it's often pointed out in Stoicism, is that cultivating character is a guilt-free pleasure. You know, there's all these pleasures that have all these strings attached to them, and you, you know, you feel guilty about it, and you're, you know, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing or whatever, but cultivating character is something that you can take pleasure in. You can take pleasure in exercising, you know, courage or exercising wisdom or exercising virtue and in getting better at it and the idea is that i i talked about salience previously and changing your salience landscape is that over time these habits change and your character becomes more virtuous and then it requires less effort because you're actually living your habits are more in line with good character than bad character and so people like you better. Maybe you're more, you know, well, maybe not. If you think about Socrates, people did not like him better. They actually killed him. But um, at least you're you're honing in on your ideal and that that will be, that that is the best way of living, um, to have a clean conscience and to have 
a sense of meaning and purpose. So just at the end, I was going to talk about money and character. Squid Game is obviously largely about money. That's the reason they're there is because of money problems, probably more than that, but also that they want to make loads of money. There's a grand prize that dangles above them every night. They all butcher each other. Um, and it does. It has kind of a political commentary of, you know, shadowy billionaires using poor people as their amusements and, you know, thinking of them as horses in a race and that kind of mentality, which, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit simplistic for me, to be honest, but I think in terms of the story, it worked well. But the issues of money, in Stoicism, money isn't good or bad. You know, it's obviously desirable to have rather than to have not, but it's not actually a part of your character. Um, If you were to pursue money endlessly at the expense of your character, that would be a very silly mistake in Stoic philosophy. Um, In the same way, if you were to completely reject character to the point where you were on the breadline and you couldn't exercise virtue or wisdom, that would also be a very silly mistake point and an interesting thing about squid game is that the economic debt in a sense leads to a moral debt the lack of having led them to commit crimes or to alienate people to borrow money to make their life very difficult and the irony i suppose is then when the character does get lots of money um he tries to just give it away it doesn't you know he hates it um because money can't buy redemption and money can't clean your conscience. Money is quite limited in what it can do. Um, not saying it's not important or it's not significant, but there's more at play and there's a lot more at play in Squid Game. Uh, I think that's what it, what it really excels at is showing the intensity of decisions made in high pressure and how that reveals who we really are. But practicing character every day consciously can help you in the long run so that when those big moments do come, when somebody dies or when something bad happens and you are faced with that big decision that you've already practiced character and that you at least might be in better shape than you could have been. And Jesus, none of us are perfect and in no way is this meant to be any sort of moral perfectionism. Um, we're all working with imperfect wisdom and not a full deck. So what it's really about is a different kind of mindset, a different kind of value system as well. And values create behavior. And really what you value can dictate who you're going to be and how you're going to change. But yeah. I hope this has been helpful for you and can help you focus on what's under your control to address some ethical challenges and also to live a more meaningful and exciting existence. Um, I found these tools incredibly useful, which is why I talk about them and espouse their usefulness. So yeah, keep spreading the good word.